Hello everyone and welcome to the Geary, Stad and Stevens Show, an amazing video podcast with sports stars, entertainment celebrities and other great guests, combining one host who has no legs, one host who lives in Duluth, Minnesota, and another host who seems to never be on the show. But now, on to the show with Troy, Dave, and maybe even Will. Yes, it's time to celebrate. If you're a Twins fan, uh, it is absolutely time to celebrate. Hallelujah, the streak is over. The Twins have ended that 18-game postseason losing streak. And what better person to hear from than my co-host, Troy Geary, who is uh, at the game tonight. And this might be dated when people see it, but it's a historic night in the Twin Cities, Troy. What was it like to finally get over that 0 for 18 postseason uh, drought? Yeah, these fans, 40,000 of them, uh, were pretty electric the whole game from start to finish. Uh, Even the Twins players said they felt it. So it it was a great win. Streak's over, and now hopefully they can win the series tomorrow. I mean, the atmosphere must have been crazy because, you know, we always get disappointed because usually they're playing the Yankees, and we knew that that was going to end it. And so – uh, for these guys to come out, especially out of the gate, a three-game set where it's so important to strike first, uh, it was pretty wonderful. And let's take a look at some of the highlights here as we take a look in the first inning. Troy, this was a magical moment, wasn't it? Yeah, Royce Lewis has been hurt for the last two weeks with a hamstring injury, and they didn't know if he was going to be on the postseason roster until about last night. So for him to come in, uh, you know, first pitch, First, second pitch, two and, run, and two run run here. Yeah, run. that was amazing. Uh, and it, you know, it was just uh, this crowd. And then the was, second one. How about that second one? Yeah, when he goes and then he come up and did it again. I mean, it's it was just. You, he, I asked him after the the uh, post game uh, press conference, and he said it was probably the best game he's ever had in his life. So that, that's not uh, a bad. He's never time. hit two home runs in game before tonight. So uh, not a bad tonight. Not a bad way to walk off the street and uh, put the Twins back in the win column. So that streak is over, uh, but it was reminiscent of the olden times when Kirby Puckett was playing in the outfield because a couple of great catches by the center fielder. Let's take a look at those. I mean, Troy, that must have really electrified the place. Yeah, Michael A. Taylor, uh, they got from Kansas City primarily for his defense, and he uh, dove for one and then uh, caught one against the wall, so... Uh, definitely saved a couple runs with both those catches. Well, it was it's such a great night. And what did the crowd stay there until the ninth inning just to finally be a part of a win? I mean, what was – with the hankies out, was everything going crazy? Yeah, people were standing for the majority of the game. I mean, like I said, uh, I got here this morning about 1030, and they opened the gates around noon. And it, it, was, it was – there was a buzz throughout the uh, stadium uh, all day long, even before the game started. So – I'm glad for the state of Minnesota, for the city of Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twins to finally get that win, and hopefully they can uh, finish the series off tomorrow. Yeah, who would have thought they'd have as many wins in the postseason as the Vikings have in the regular season, I guess so, right? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, uh, they got to go tomorrow, um, so it's right back at it. uh, So these guys can, you know, enjoy tonight a little bit, but uh, it's important that they can end this thing tomorrow. Yeah, they got uh, their second best pitcher, Sonny Gray, going tomorrow against a former twin, Jose Barrios. So uh, they expect to finish this off tomorrow. 
Well, let's hope they do it. It's uh, it's good to see them finally get that streak over. We had to break into programming to talk about it. And, uh, Troy, what's it like for you to be a part of a postseason run uh, early in your young uh, broadcasting career? Yeah, I mean, I have to pinch myself. I mean, I'm just uh, – it's, it's beyond uh, what I ever thought it would be. I mean – uh, I've covered regular season games, and then you get to a postseason game, and it's times ten. So, uh, just just taking it all in, and enjoying the ride. And you had an opportunity to uh, get to the post game press conferences. Let's take a listen at what Troy had to hear. Michael Taylor took over the game in center field. Um, he's been doing that all year for us. Anyone that's watched us has seen that from Michael Taylor. Uh, he contributes on both sides of the ball. Um, just. Uh, uh, when you, when you make an out, a lot of them are routine, but when you make an out that is not routine and you go above and beyond and do that, it, it just stops the inning. You know, when you start just, just recording outs, racking up outs, um, you're taking away base runners and creating an out on the same play. Those things flip the game completely on its head. Um, and, and Michael Taylor did that for us and flipped the game in our favor because of the way he, he patrolled center field. Um, our bullpen, uh, that's kind of what postseason bullpen uh, performances look like. That's what, you're, that's what you're looking for from your guys. It's going to be one after the other. You know, It's going to be uh, guys pitching um, in, in big spots where, where we think they match up good. Uh, and every single guy that we turned to went out there and uh, threw great. I mean, that, that's, that's actually the way you draw it up. And we're playing against a good team. Their offense is good. There's not going to be innings where we're just going to fly through innings um, <clears throat> and face, uh, you know, you know, it's not going to be easy is really what I'm saying. So uh, our, our bullpen was fantastic. It means a lot, and it means a lot that the fans encouraged us and they had that energy for us. They brought it, and, and we brought it for them. It's tough when they don't go your way, and, uh, you know, today it didn't, but you got to stick with what you're doing and uh and not chase results you know i think more times than not balls you hit like that are going to be in there for for extra bases you know i thought overall the game you know we, we played a good game and didn't you know didn't get the breaks that we needed to you know in these type of games you know damage is, is a big part of it and a couple homers got you but you know i think that this group is you know overall you look at the the body of work and how many times that we have been in this situation it seems like a lot and i know they're going to come out ready tomorrow yeah, so Troy, I mean, happiness all around in the Twin Cities. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. And again, if they can continue that momentum, uh, who knows what can happen in the postseason? Obviously, they did this in '87, and they were underdogs then. So it'd be kind of nice if they could take a nice run into that postseason and probably end up facing the Braves again in the World Series. Because I don't know who in the National League is going to be stronger than Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Atlanta's probably going to be the one that comes out of NL. Uh, before the game, uh, speaking of 1991-87, uh, former manager Tom Kelly threw out the first pitch to Kent Herbach, so that was uh, kind of a special moment. Well, that was cool, and it was actually kind of weird to hear A-Rod and, and Michael Kay doing the game. I felt like it had, you know, see ya, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm not at a Yankees game on, on uh, the S Network, but uh, it was nice to see some national attention as well for the Twins. Well, Alex has a lot of ties here. He uh, he also owns part of the Timberwolves, so uh, we'll be at some Timberwolves games this season. I talked about that. So. And we got to make sure Kilborn gets in the parade, right? Uh, yeah, Kilborn. Sure. If they win it, uh, he wants to be on the float or at least drive it. That's what he said. So. <laughs>
Right. Well, uh, before we go, I wanted to also show you guys I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago uh, at the end of the season to journey with some veterans who had a chance to see Fenway through an amazing program that is giving veterans opportunities that they don't normally have. And uh, take a look at what it was like to see Fenway from the inside. Well, it'll take a lot more than a little rain to deter the amazing day that took part in Fenway today. Part of Harry's heroes, Harry and Donna Bell, who've created this amazing program, giving opportunities for veterans to experience things that they don't normally do, like a day here at Fenway, being on the field, taken all around the stadium, fed a great meal, and having an opportunity to sit in the dugout right next to the Red Sox and watch. And thanks to Kevin Brown, some amazing heroes experienced the chance of a lifetime. Talking baseball, baseball in the socks. Who's the first time here? The Boston Red First time here. Long ago, we have Babe Ruth on our team. Babe Ruth, uh, which we know as George Herman Ruth. We wore pinstripes at one point in time. We got rid of him when uh, Harry <laughs> Frazier, our owner, traded him for money. And ever since then, we've never worn pinstripes. We got rid of them, too. So you'll never see the Boston Red Sox wearing pinstripes again. He used that money instead of fixing up the ballpark and buying new players to keep our uh, team going well. He decided to produce a Broadway musical called No No Nanette, which have you ever heard of it? No, because it went no, no, nowhere. So. Uh, this is amazing. It really, it's, it's, I'm almost at a loss for words. That growing up as a kid, I love baseball. And if there was one stadium I could go to, Fenway Park is it, the Green Monster. Um, I'm just I'm a Red Sox fan and so this is just phenomenal. I'm just appreciative because you know as, as a combat vet sometimes we go through these moments where we feel useless and then stuff like this happens. You know? Makes us feel appreciated. So I'm very grateful, thankful for Donna over here. I see you're trying to sneak away. Uh, don't know how much that support means and uh, just paying it forward really uh, is we can't thank you enough. Thank you for the support. Thank you. Yes. I don't know what to expect sometimes other than when I get to see the smiles and I get the gratitude that these individuals enjoy by being able to come and enjoy a ball game or a hockey game. And the veterans, the police, the first responders are always the ones who give the most and their families give the most. And just to do this is so satisfying. Do I feel like Santa Claus? Yes, I do. It's amazing. I mean, their eyes, you know, are, are literally wide open as they walk around Fenway and look up at the jer retired jerseys and, and Hall of Fame numbers. And they've gotten to see the back of house, all kinds of cool stuff. And, you know, they deserve it. So it's been a lot of fun. The truth is, I was just standing over here with one of the soldiers I served with in Baghdad. And we were shooting the breeze and an entire inning went by. And I didn't even know we were at a baseball game. Um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to come together and share experiences with guys that that lived the life that you lived uh, under very difficult circumstances. Our real hope is that they understand that there's Americans out here who stu still believe in what they do for us. We're able to embrace, take that opportunity, and do something with it, not just for our families, but also to give back to them. It, it goes back to just the support. I mean, sometimes you, you think the worst in life, and it's days like this just make the biggest difference in the world. You know, when you we finish, I know personally when I finish with the military and you go back to kind of regular life and you're at home with your family, um, having opportunities like this to come out and, and spend time with 
guys that have been basically the whole reason we were in the military, guys that were to your left and to your right throughout your career, to be able to have these opportunities to come back out and uh, just the camaraderie and to be able to share and, and have experiences together again is just phenomenal. Talking baseball, baseball in the socks. Fenway, Fenway, Fenway. The Boston Red Sox, baseball in the socks. So yeah, Troy, we get to continue to live the dream. I'm sitting in a dugout with my Yankee fan son, just miserable, but you know, and here you are at uh, the baseball field where hopefully the Twins can win a world championship there instead of the ones that they have at the Metrodome that uh, have taken place so long ago. There's a whole generation that weren't even alive the last time the Twins tasted a World Series championship. Yeah, like I said, uh, hopefully they have that 91 magic in them this season. Uh, it's a good start, though. All right. Well, Troy, thanks for joining me. And uh, what are you going to do the rest of the night? Are you just going to go home and relax or get some food somewhere? Or what do you got? I'm going to go get some food, hang out, and then right back right. at it tomorrow. All right. Well, for Troy and wherever Will is, I don't know if Will made it to the game. Did you see Will? Did he end up sneaking in somehow? Uh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, thank you for joining us, following us on all social media platforms and Roku. This is a very special Twins Victory Edition of the Geary, Stein, and Stevens Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you, America. Thank you for tuning in to the Geary, Stein, and Stevens Show. Follow us on social media. Watch us on yourhometv.com or now we're on Roku. Download it and watch us, and thanks for tuning in. Until next time, America.